a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expounding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this very special episode, we are joined by International MUFON Director of Japan, Peter Whitley, who astral travels onto UFOs. His uh, episode is back in the catalog there. And we are also a very special joining in studio with me is my nephew, Nick, who is staying with us for the summer. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing great. Glad to be on this. Do you have a good time during this oh, thing? Oh, absolutely. It was just surreal. A very great experience overall. You want to give people what we talked about just a little glimpse over so we basically just touched into um basically how to astral project just a little light um dose and like kind of not like the science behind it but like the feeling and what you kind of will expect and we've also touched on um possibilities with it like places to go and like um things to see in the universe and stuff but we also touched on the side of lucid dreaming and we had a bit of moments where we connected the two and just messed with the idea of them two being intertwined with each other beautiful couldn't have said it better myself thank you so much this is a fun episode guys you're absolutely going to love this of course it's just unbelievable all the ways to find both of these gentlemen are of course located down in the show notes down there as well as our resource links so check those out as well food forest abundance get that freedom from fear on libsyn if you'd like to start your own podcast which you know all of you i encourage anyone to do that that wants to do that that link will give you two months free as well as amazon if you're going to buy anything at all on amazon feed that beast through our link it's a normal amazon link but it helps the show that's the only difference as well as opus the organization for paranormal understanding and support if you guys have had any missing time any paranormal activity any contact experience that you may have experienced check that link out there a wonderful resource for that as well and of course i just wanted to mention here that this is a value for value system so if you guys find the show valuable there's a way to donate on our website which is the last and final link that i'll talk about here expandingrealitypodcast.com is where you can find links to all of the socials you've got merchandise going on there as well all the lives are replayed you can help you boy out and donate to the show to keep us running here and also uh you can find all the collaborations we've done become an expansive insider all of the good stuff is found over there guys it's kind of a one-stop shop and that is at expandingrealitypodcast.com so now that we've gotten through that nick you ready to play the episode buddy oh yeah absolutely so let's get to it with peter whitley and my nephew nick <laughs> Do you want to listen to my podcast? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wicked. Well, on that note, guys, uh, let's get it going. Why not? Um, It's good to see everybody. We're doing something a little different today. Uh, We have uh, my nephew, Nick, staying with us. We have my nephew, Nick, staying with us. I don't know what to say. I make it feel as awkward as possible. And of course, we are joined by Peter Whitley all the way over there in Japan. Peter, how are you, dude? I'm doing great, Brandon. 
Good to see you. Good to see you too, Nate. Hell Thank yeah. you too. Always. This is going to be so much fun. So uh, Nick is an avid lucid dreamer and, um, and he like just asked the question because he comes and stays the summer out here for the listeners. Uh, he stays the summer with us and uh, we have a great time. He's just one of the coolest kids in the world. And Absolutely. he's just so open-minded and so badass. So I was like, we got to do one of these things. But right when he got here this summer, because this is your third year to do this, yes. uh, then he um, asked immediately, t- started talking about astral projection. And I was like, well, I got a guy, you know, let's talk to Peter. And so we had a meeting the other night and just had a hang. And uh, we decided to do this episode, which we're going to do, you know, more of these things. We're going to hang out. Uh, just have a few folks here to just talk some shit and have a good time. So, uh, Peter, how are you, dude? Everything good over there? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good, to be honest. Bad ass. It's getting <laughs> warm and humid over here. In oh, yeah. really? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's been real crazy. hot summers. Real hot summers. Some people don't know that it's brutal. It gets it gets rough over here. Well, I bet because you're surrounded by water on all sides, so you know, and it gets hot as shit. So I get that. It's yeah. been lots of hot, not a lot of rain over here. We kind of need it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we definitely need the rain. We've been out for like a month, and I'm just I'm tired of dead grass everywhere, and you just crunch around. I'm like, dude, we're over it. But uh, That's so right. you're in a drought, eh? Yeah, uh, well, kind of. I mean, it just hadn't rained very much. Like, definitely not as much as it should. So we've gotten a lot of sun. As you can tell, Nick and I are super tan here. Uh, (laughs) Listening-only audience, check the uh, video for the show notes, and um, there it is. So, uh, yes, and we did not coordinate this, but we do look like, what did we decide? It's a Japanese Oreo with the (laughs) two whiter cookies and then the chocolate. Just like that? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So if you'll double my screen (laughs) to the other side of you guys, we got a nice double stuff there. That's right. It's awesome. Well, uh, where do you want to start, man? Nick, just tell us about you, man. Tell us what you got going on, dude. All right. So um, pretty much all my life, I've been kind of into like the spiritual areas and I have like lots of experiences with, I guess you'd say like paranormal activity. Um, I've had things speak to me. I've uh, been out here seeing lots of things like appear in different forms, like a dog or just like someone standing in a doorway in just the corner of my eye. Or recently, I've been seeing this like tannish, like blob figure, like skirt away past my vision every like couple days. It happens a couple times uh, those days. It's just, and my interest in uh, astral projection definitely stems from my lucid dreaming and um, being on here, be able to talk that's super cool, by the way. <laughs> just want to say that. And I think I just started off with like a question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I blanked out. I'm sorry. I will obviously well, cut this the, out. That's okay. Okay. Nick, I got a question for you, Brandon. Okay. Are okay. you living on the Skinwalker Ranch, or uh, is apparently, this something that follows Nick around? You know, I just think he's uh, highly intuitive. I think he's definitely okay. got some gifts for sure. And it's just, you know, and I've admitted this on the show many times. I'm not ashamed of it. It's no big deal. They don't want to let me see him or whatever i'm not i'm over it you know whatever um no aliens want to duck me whatever it's fine (laughs) uh but i don't see stuff like that so when he comes around and he's like uh you know you got like a shadowy figure like running all over (laughs) this place right and i'm like no i don't i don't experience that dude what are you talking about and then you know last summer he did this he's like yeah i saw it every day and then like he's leaving to say bye and he's like oh the shadowy figure standing right there it said it's not going anywhere and 
watch watch how you sleep. Okay, see you next summer. And I'm just like, ah. And, uh, you know, wow. it's it, no, not that extreme. But he sees stuff and I don't. So I don't perceive those things. So when he sees it, uh, I'm just like, what are you seeing? You know, and my wife is obsessed with it. She just sits oh, yeah. there and just asks him all the time. Oh, my God. You know, what uh, What are you seeing? You know, just tell me all about the creepy shit that you see in our home. Um, but the consensus wow. is because we did have... Um, Good friend and, uh, you know, been on the show a few times, uh, Christopher, the astro medium. He came out and stayed a couple days with us, you know, when he was passing through. And uh, he said, you know, the same thing, that there was an entity here. He felt sort of some, because the north part of Texas, where we're at, we're in like the northern part of the hill country. So we're right by Palo Pinto County. So it's this famous area in uh, northern part of Texas, kind of west of Fort Worth. And so uh, there's a lot of history on this land, you know, especially Native American history. Um, Empire of the Summer Moon is one of these books that details and this area, uh, that's where all that crazy, cool, interesting, horrific stuff happened. And so, um, you know, this place is just full of that type of energy. So it it didn't feel negative is what everybody's been saying, yeah. which is great. Okay. So that's Good. the important thing. Yeah. So and I never feel off here. You know, this is and we get this all the time. Like this is like the coolest place ever. The vibe here is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And nobody wants to leave. Like it's real chill. And I don't think that if we had some dark entity running around pants and people that, you know, no. um, it, it we would have that happen. Right. So yeah. uh, it just feels like that. So did you want to ask wow. him something? Oh, yeah. I was going to right before I do that, I was going to add on to like the, the feeling of it. When I um, first saw it, it was like my first night here just brushing my teeth, doing the normally nightly routine. In the corner of my eye, I see a black dog go by. Don't think anything of it. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's not a black dog here. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. And then it happened three nights in a row. And every time it wasn't like a bad feeling, but wasn't necessarily like a comforting feeling. It just, I just didn't really think anything of it. And then it eventually, I was just vacuuming one day and it appeared at the corner of my like a foot to three feet away from me, like leaning over, hunched over next to me. Ugh. Not gonna lie, scare the shit out of me. Uh, but <laughs> you know, but it wasn't like, oh, I need to get out of here, I need to sage the crap out of this place. But it was yeah. just um yeah. it was interesting. I haven't seen it this summer. I haven't seen anything yeah. about it since. Yeah. But yeah. on the note. Have you had these abilities for since you were a child, or when did this stuff start happening to you, Nick? Well, um, as far as I've known, I've always had kind of like a weird life on that kind of side. I've had like weird experiences here and there, but, um, like I have, my mom's told me stories of me just like randomly dropping in conversation about like the man in my closet or something like that. And, um, I've like heard lots of things throughout all of my houses throughout my life. I've all lived at, um, heard things just be like, Hey, like in my ear next to me or something or banging on my wall when nothing fell over. It just, all these weird when it stacks up like that, it's not a coincidence yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's a lifetime of paranormal activity. Yeah. Like. It's yeah. very interesting, though. And Peter, have you yeah. ever had anything like that? Like stuff oh. out of the corner of your eye? That's where it seems to live is right there, which trips me out, by the way. So I think that, you know, yeah. one of the crazier ideas that will just mind F the hell out of you is that right behind where you can see, there's this like crew of entities just like watching you, like everything you yeah. do, maybe driving you yeah. in some sense. Yeah. And it's right yeah. outside. And sometimes like maybe one gets pushed or something right into your periphery <laughs> and then has yeah. to jump back off camera. You know, it's like, oh, I'm in the right. shot. And then it hops back. Like that right. trips me the hell out. But what about you? Right. you you felt I, any of that? I'm so fascinated with that idea too, particularly like if you're out in nature and like say there's no other sentient observer, like 
what is at that edge of reality? You know what I mean? Is it possible for us to possibly get a glimpse of like that particle wave state or what do you want to call it? But I, I don't have anything like that. I don't have a history of that whatsoever. My paranormal history is almost primarily has to do with um, what we call the UFO alien phenomenon. One Bigfoot encounter. Um, when I was younger, I had some experiences that at the time, I kind of thought they were ghost related. But of course, after being a, um, you know, immersing myself in the UFO and abduction research, I came to realize they were just more signs of uh, UFO and extraterrestrial so contact. Cool. So yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of paranormal experience. And I'm fascinated by those that do because i think they're very related i'm just yeah. not sure why i can't quite tap into it it's not my particular skill set well what's interesting about this is you don't have nick you don't have uh ufo encounters you don't have alien encounters i mean i've had a couple things where i like look at the sky i'm like that was kind of weird but nothing that stands out and i was like yes that was a ufo like peter but exactly. peter you don't yeah. have paranormal encounters but what you may both be interacting with could be the same damn thing it just presents itself to you in the way that it needs to for you to get what you need to out of it good yeah. or bad or positive or negative it's all, it's all positive right because it helps you grow yes so perhaps yeah. that's the way you need the information presented to you and you hear this a lot and this is why i think you know because like I think you and I have talked about this, Peter, when people get contacted, contactees, you know, it's just something I've noticed. I'm sure that people have noticed this too, that they generally get contacted out of the wide array of reports of different entities and species and all that stuff. They generally get visited by the same type throughout their entire life. They won't like go from a gray to a reptilian to a Nordic. It's usually if it's the Nordics, you got the Nordics forever. It's like you're there. Like when I was in third grade, I remember we adopted a whale. Peter, did you ever do this? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no. Tell me about this. <laughs> so we like adopted a whale. And so we all gave like seven bucks. Ooh. They sent us a picture back of a dorsal fin and said, yep, that's your whale. I mean, it was named Peanut or something. So perhaps <laughs> it's like we're, the, you know, the aliens or the non, you know, uh, non-human intelligences, whatever's visiting or interacting with you guys. It's kind of like that's a third grade class that it's adopted you. And so you're yeah. their whale. You, they like track yeah. you. They stay with you in whatever paranormal form that you see shadows, you know, these specters that you seem to see, but they switch, which makes sense because you need something to keep your attention. So it's got to always be morphing and changing. Yeah. If it was the same shadow being, you'd already put filters on it on Snapchat and stuff <laughs> and take pictures of it to make it look more interesting. But, you know, it, it does seem to uh, stay the same or, you know, um, be consistent. Uh, there are a few varieties in that, but I mean, that could be for other reasons as well. Have you, have you heard of this or what do you think about that? I would almost bet on it. I would almost bet these are just facets of the same phenomenon, reaching out to Nick and I in different ways, teaching us in particular the things we individually need to learn, you know, for whatever reason, something about that shadow phenomenon might be something that Nick needs to tap into. It yeah, might be absolutely. useful for him, you know, right. here or on the other side. And for whatever reason, something about what goes on in these craft might be useful for me here or in the hereafter. You know, there's a there's the, the bigger picture is so vast that I've kind of accepted. I'll never be able to figure it out in this lifetime. But I think you're right on. I think there are two facets of what's probably the same 
the same thing. Yeah, and this is like people that report things as like angels and demons and stuff like that. Maybe again, it's all the same damn thing. It just needs to present itself in that way. Fay, anything, you know, which leads then to the con- maybe this the hard assumption that it could just be all gin. Like it should could just yeah. all be these trickster gods yeah. just screwing with everybody because they just got a leg up on everyone, and then they feed on our loosh, and then it's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be what's gonna what's gonna mess with Nick the most. Oh, it's gonna be shadow dogs, right? But what's yeah. gonna mess with Pete the most? Oh, it's gonna be gray bald aliens that kind of look like him. Oh yeah, yeah. he's gonna model himself after those. Yeah. Yeah, or what's Peter gonna get the greatest experience out of for the most growth in his life to shoot him into this new direction? Oh, we're gonna present yeah. ourselves as these grays that do this cool stuff and then have a baby what is it, a baby a molded baby seat in the UFO for your son? And then <laughs> uh, you know, for Nick, uh, same thing. You know, that we're gonna appear to this and then that kid's going to write a book about this and he's going to do this stuff and it's going to lead him down this path. Yeah. And then he's going to talk to Peter and you guys are going to compare notes because you've dove, dove in so far into what's communicating with you or what you feel you're being presented with, each of you, uh, independently yeah. that you've got a lot to offer. And this is why I don't mind nuts and bolts people. I don't mind people that die on the hill that the chupacabra is the only thing out there. And that's fine like because they research the piss out of it and we get a lot of oh, really yeah. good information out of that that we can all then look and organize and kind of you know put forward to other places. Oh, yeah. Wicked awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do, Absolutely. Ag- I do agree that it has some sort of like guidance because I firmly believe that I would not be as open-minded and I wouldn't be here on this podcast today if it weren't for those experiences that kind of coaxed me into being like, wait a minute, that's kind of weird. And because all, all kids are grown up being taught, oh yeah, ghosts don't exist, all this and that. But when it constantly happens to you throughout life and you're being told this is not actually what's happening, it you begin to question everything and like what's really true and what's just being fed as lies. That And he nailed it with this. I mean, and Peter, yeah. I'm sure you've gone through this as well. It's that moment, you know, and everybody calls it like a Kennedy moment or a 9-11 moment or whatever. You remember yeah. where you were when you had it. And it's that one time when your observation doesn't match up with the reality that they've been telling you the whole time. All the people you've been told, not only told to trust, but did trust, you know, with the information. And that first tower moment that you have, man. That's eye-opening, yeah. and that's when you just, like you said, start questioning everything. And that's yes. perfect, dude. That's how you know you know, you're meant for great shit is when you just start <laughs> questioning the shit out of stuff. Absolutely. I want to show you something, Nick. I don't know if you can see this, mm-hmm. but if you see this this picture back there, this is the chakras in the human body, yes. okay? The, sort, the I chakras, can sort of see it. Like the, yeah, like, okay, mm-hmm. so you got the, the crown chakra all the way to your root chakra, okay? And they're basically um, energy and vibration centers of the body, okay? They're useful for a wide variety of things. I don't want to go on a tangent, (laughs) but that's what they are basically, okay? Now, I use those personally for astral projection, but that's not my point here. My point is that they're a a long, long standing, thousands and thousands of years old history behind them, Um, esoteric spiritual practice, right? Two years ago, if I'd have seen that on somebody's wall, I'd have thought that dude is a flake. I completely agree. I thought, what the hell is that crap? (laughs) Just two years ago, man, two years ago. I thought that was hogwash and I full wholeheartedly believe in that among many, many other things, right? Yeah. It's like, just like you said, it's the Kennedy moment. It's the nine 11 moment. It's whatever happens that opens your eyes and expands your horizons and brings you into that part where you're like, 
holy crap, I thought I was this diehard materialist. I thought like, oh, you know, there's no such thing as a soul. There's no such thing as a spirit. I don't believe in that garbage, right? You know, like, yeah, I like to smoke ganja and stuff like that. One love, yada, 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 (laughs) right? But like when it comes down to it, like I'm not, you know, like, you know, all the, you know, peace, you know, peace throughout the galaxy. No, like, yeah, something happens to you and it changes you for the better. Absolutely. So um, you would say that, um, I guess, the chakra points or whatever, like, help you be able to astral project or it's, it's the way you're able to astral project? It's just one way. It's just one way. I, I probably shouldn't have used that as an example. I mean, I, I could use any of the things on my wall as an example. But yes, that is one way to astrally project. That is the way I personally use. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, on that note of the astral projection, you say, or my understanding is that you were able to astrally project yourself onto uh, UFOs, alien spaceships, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are, are you limited to just that or are you able to like conjure yourself wherever you want to? No, no, I could go anywhere I want to. And I've gone to different places too. Um, it, it, at the risk of maybe boring your audience, Brandon, do you want me it. to go over a brief history of um, my... Yeah, of course, dude. Yeah, it's not going to bore us at oh, all, please. Okay, I'd like to fill yeah, you in. So yeah. here's what happened. Here's, here's my, my journey. Please stop me at any time. I'm a <laughs> rambler. I just, I love the sound of my own voice, I guess. We all do. But here's what happened to me. Um, At university, I studied counseling. Um, I'm a certified hypnotherapist, although I never did practice hypnotherapy in the field. I have practiced hypnotherapy on myself for over 20 years. Okay. As a relaxation tool, uh, motivation tool, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you've heard hypnosis can be used for all sorts of things, motivation, um, public speaking, confidence, et cetera, et cetera, stop smoking, whatever. Um, primarily it's, it's a relaxation tool. So, um, I moved to Japan and, uh, 14 years ago and I, I've been using, self-hypnosis on and off up to daily, like I said, for about 20 years. About a year and a half to two years ago, I became bored with self-hypnosis. I love self-hypnosis. Like I said, it's very relaxing. However, there's only so many times you can put yourself under self-hypnosis and like, you know, convince yourself, okay, I am confident. I am good at public speaking. You know, I can lose weight. I can run a marathon. How many times can you do this over 20 years, right? right. Without like finally being like, I get it. I can run a fucking marathon. Right? Okay, <laughs> I can public speak. It's my job. Okay. Right. So pardon me. I became bored and I looked out for adjacent methods, things I could do that perhaps could build upon hypnosis. What I came upon was the out of body experience. Okay. I was not a believer in it. I should say um, about probably four years ago now, I did have a, I did have a brief near death experience. So at, at that point I was fairly convinced that this was possible. But I had no, I had no experience with the out-of-body experience. I wasn't sure if you could will yourself to do it. 
I came across the out-of-body experience via um, an organization called the Monroe Institute. The Monroe Institute was founded by the late, great Dr. Robert Monroe. Okay. He is, in my opinion, the pioneer of out-of-body astral projection. Okay. He wrote three great books on the process and founded this institute. They have a long, um, they package it as seven CDs if you'd like to do it at home. Or you can also go to their uh, retreat in America. It's called the Gateway Experience. And that will take you through a wide range of different mental exercises, eventually cumulating in an out-of-body experience. You'll do remote viewing. You'll do energy work, healing work. It's a very, very good program. I highly recommend it, and I always want to say, whenever I talk about my experience, I give all credit to where it's due. The Gateway Experience, the late, great Dr. Monroe, pioneered this, taught me how to do it, okay? At the complete, however, I should say this, it took a long time. It takes a long time. To it's be able to CDs worth. Yeah, um, it's seven CDs worth of like 30 minute audio tracks. And you're supposed to listen to them each like over and over until you're comfortable with them. Now, I have like 20, like I said, 20 years experience of hypnosis. Some of them I didn't need to listen to over again, but it was still kind of dragging just because I was familiar with the material. I think no, no harm, you know, no harm on his part. But I felt there was probably a faster way for me to get there. Anyways, long story short, let me cut it short. (laughs) Um, At the end of the gateway experience, I realized I could exit my body. I was doing this mostly at work on my lunch break. I don't eat lunch. So I take a nap in the back. Wait, so (laughs) do you have to, can you be conscious while doing like, do you have to be like asleep or can you just like out of body? You can. So this is something that I like in particular about Monroe Institute and the Gateway Experience. Now, the Gateway Experience does teach you lucid dreaming. It does go into briefly the wake back to bed method of astral projection. Right. Okay. Which is where you wake up basically from like a lucid dream, go back to bed, body asleep, mind awake, astrally project. So do you have to lucid dream before doing the astral projection or does it not matter? Well, okay. Now you don't have to, in fact, you don't have to sleep at all. You don't have to go to sleep quote, to astrally project. And that's what the gateway experience teaches you. Okay. What you need to do is get your body in a state of mimicry of being asleep while maintaining conscious awareness. Okay. So what I noticed as I went through the gateway experience was 
that Dr. Monroe, now they use some, they use binaural beats. They use a lot of different things. Um, they actually have some very, very pioneering techniques. But what I also noticed that he doesn't explicitly talk about, he uses a lot of hypnotic language. Okay. He's putting you in a trance as he's talking. Okay. When you're going into a trance, basically, your body's asleep, but your mind is awake subconsciously, right? You want to get subconsciously, but your mind's awake. It's the same thing, more or less. But for me, it's more reliable, right? All, years and years ago, I went through a lucid dreaming course. My problem is I sleep too deeply. It's, it's not reliable. I think other, I've seen other people on Reddit and stuff complain about this, like oh, the wake back to bed method. I was almost there. And then all of a sudden I fell back to sleep. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> That'd so, be me. I'm a hard sleeper. Right? Yeah, right? So what I did was, and this is basically what the gateway experience teaches you anyway. But what I do is I condensed it. I made my own track. I cut it out. I made a hypnotic induction to put my body to sleep. Okay. This is something they do on the gateway experience too. Okay. Everything I'm talking about here is very similar to the culmination of the gateway experience. I just tweaked it a bit for my own taste. Interesting. I put my body to sleep very quickly um, with practice it can be done in a few minutes it's progressive relaxation okay so for example i lay down on the sofa uh take off all electronics close my eyes um i feel my toes relaxing i feel the balls of my feet relaxing down through the soles into the heels into the ankles completely relaxed completely relaxed okay we should have given people a heads up if you're driving right now don't <laughs> listen you know just push pause 30 seconds ago i think my, I think my body was falling asleep a little bit right there. <laughs> do not listen to this recording while driving or operating heavy heavy machinery right um like so now that now it takes a while you're not gonna do that the first time but that will put your body eventually, if you become comfortable with it, into a state of, quote, body asleep. Okay. Now, I want my mind awake, but I also want my mind to be on a subconscious level. I want my mind to be calm. I want to calm my mind down. Okay. So hypnosis has two parts to it. One is the body asleep part right? Two, it's accessing the subconscious. Okay. It's calming down, getting past the ego. What I do, for, there's a, a million ways you can just go on YouTube and type it up. Right. What I do is I just, I envision myself slowly walking down stairs of clouds, going deep into my subconscious, blah, 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 blah. I go down in here. Eventually I'm two layers deep into my subconscious. And now I'm deep in my subconscious. I can't even remember what I'm supposed to be doing except laying here on the sofa, feeling relaxed. Okay. So at this point, 
I am. So let's kind of want to kind of bring it back a little bit. I'm body asleep, more or less, more or less. Mind awake, more or less, but subconsciously, right? Yeah. Subconsciously. I'm definitely, my mind, definitely not asleep. Definitely not asleep. Okay. I mean, you could come in and tap me on the shoulder and wake me up. It's happened before. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When that okay. happens, do you oh. zip back into your body? Or like if you were like, oh, okay. I was just on Mars, dude. You know, you woke me up. What the hell, <laughs> yeah, bro? Yeah. So son, of, son of a bitch. Couldn't that call wait until like 45 minutes? Yeah, I was yeah. working on my secret handshake with the alien and the UFO. Man. Yeah, we totally. almost got yeah. it nailed. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. God, I was about to vaporize like this bad guy. They're um, about to give me the secrets to space travel, man. Yeah, and then <laughs> zip. Peter. <laughs> so... Okay, so now I'm in a this is I'm in your basic state of hypnosis right now. Okay. Okay. Your basic state of hypnosis. So because I always do it during the day. Okay. Basic state of hypnosis. That's where the chakras come in. This is one of the many, many, many different forms of astral projection. Now, the idea behind chakra astral projection is, is that you light up and energize each and every chakra in turn and vibrate them with such intensity that your body lifts itself out your electric body your ethereal body your astral body lifts itself out of the physical Damn. at each right. point okay this sounds crazy but remember we're talking about chakras are i mean even despite the fact that i thought they were you know, hogwash two years ago. They, they, I mean, people have been using them for thousands of years. They're pretty well pretty powerful, established. Yeah. When you say yeah. vibrate, is it just like um, like a certain thing you have to do or is it just like a visualization, visualization in your mind that you're able to achieve that? Let me walk you right through it, Nick, if you don't mind. Not no, at all. No, absolutely. Do you, do you have any questions up to now? Sorry, I've been rambling a long time already. No, that's okay. That, that was my question. Crushing it. Okay, okay. that's all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, now, we start, okay, actually, I'm, I should, let me take it back a notch. For protection, I visualize a bright, white, let's just call it God light. I don't mean God in the traditional spirit of God. But let's just call it a white beam of energy. Kind of like when you say, a like, don't white, walk into the light. A powerful light. Yeah. Coming down from above. Coming down from above. Entering into my crown chakra. Some form of energy from the universe. Okay? Because I need something to energize these chakras. Okay? I want assistance. I want assistance. I visualize this in my hyper relaxed body asleep subconsciously awake state i visualize some uh, this god light coming in okay now 
each of the chakras are colorized, okay? So the crown chakra is purple. So I feel that white God light intensify, intensify the power of that purple crown chakra, expanding, opening, opening that chakra, okay? And then I feel that same God light moving down, moving down here to the brow chakra, okay? The brow Third chakra, eye. yeah, okay? Yeah, which is kind of purple and indigo in color. And I visualize that expanding and opening, okay? Now, it sounds really, really hard to do. I think probably if you sit here and just listen to this process, okay? One thing you need to understand is if you are successfully under hypnosis, things like this are incredibly easy, okay? It's very easy for you to visualize things like this under hypnosis, okay? Um, hypnosis is a really powerful tool I wish more people would use because it enables you um, to do a lot of things, not just astral projection. You can use it in a lot of aspects of your life. Under hypnosis, what I'm talking about right now is actually very easy. So anyways, I go through each of the chakras. Energize, open. Energize, open. Energize, open. Okay, energize, open, energize, open, energize, open. Okay, at that point, body asleep for all intents and purposes, mind awake, subconsciously awake, chakras energized. Now it's time to exit the body. And if we're talking how long I've been under, about eight minutes right now. Oh. This is about the eight-minute mark. Okay. Damn. But I've been laying down. Is that like eight an mark. average thing or are you just that good? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's probably not your beginner you know, speed. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty consistent. It's, I, I got a pretty consistent program down. I'm, I'm it, I tailored this for me, though. You got to mm -hmm. understand, I tailored oh, yeah. this for me, right? So, like, your mileage may vary. And I'm this sure is the, just how the I first did. time you did it, it probably wasn't eight minutes. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay. So, now, now it's time to get out. So, now, subconsciously, subconsciously awake, body's asleep, more or less, right? Now, I'm lying there, and I feel this root chakra vibrating, vibrating, right? Vibrating. As it vibrates, I, I want you to imagine you're lying on a sofa, and you wiggle. You see, the root chakra is basically at, like, um, like here mm -hmm. on you know, your tailbone, like at the bottom, bottom of your spine. Yeah. Okay. Imagine, imagine you're laying, lying down and that thing is shaking like hell, but 
with all your might, you're not letting your physical body move, but you are letting your energetic body move with it. You're letting your etheric body move with it. You're letting your astral body move with it, okay? If that doesn't help, there's another kind of trick you can do on yourself. This is also a, this is a kind of an old hypnotic trick. You can focus on your feet and do a mental practice where you can just like, you can do this any time of day too. This is also useful for all things. Think about your feet. Imagine they are moving. Do not move them. Imagine you are moving your feet left and right, 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 left and right. Do not move them. Once you can do that consistently, it's the same principle, right? Except this is times 10 because you've got the power of all these chakras and you're under hypnosis, right? If you could sit there on like a day like today, imagine your feet moving left and right, left and right, kind of convincingly and not move them. But then get in the hypnotic state, charge up your chakras, you pop out like that. Wow. Damn. Right? Because it's so much easier. But that's just like a hypnotic trick you can use. So anyway, boom, we're pretty much finished. Boom, boom. You get to the crown. Crown's always the hardest for me. I don't know why. Crown's always the hardest. I've got to like strain my ethereal body. <clears throat> like literally, I got to like strain my ethereal body. And I almost feel like a pop <laughs> when I come out. It's weird. It's so I like, weird. almost feel like a pop and then like a. <sighs> like, like a relaxation, like, oh, I finally just got out. Yeah. Wow. And so what happens next is. Um, we're almost done with this long, huge monologue. Like this is awesome. No, it's a wonderful this. way of articulating it, dude. I've got so many questions. Oh. Keep going. Okay. And please stop me anytime too. Um, I pop out. I'm out. Okay. And like I said, I usually do it at work. I occasionally do it at home. Um, I, I'm intermittent fasting, so I don't eat lunch. So I take, uh, yeah, it's naps in the back, astral naps in the back. Um, before I go down each day, I take off my watch, take out my phone, maybe my keys, put my headphones somewhere on a desk. And I do kind of just what I call a check, check in. So I pop out of the body and I look on this table. Where is my watch? Where is my phone? Where are my keys? Where are my headphones? Okay. I also look around like, okay, where's the, uh, tissue tissue case like the phone anything weird with this room okay now i don't know but when i come back i can check right and see if it was accurate okay so it's is just that, kind of is that your way of yeah. like differentiating from like astral projecting like i guess dreaming um it's it's kind of, yeah it's kind of just one of those like extra little steps I take to make sure it, it's, it's real. Have you, it's ever astral, actually, have you ever astral projected, not know it, like had to do one of those checks and been like, Oh, I'm astral projecting right now. I didn't do that on purpose. And now I'm here. Not that I can think. Yeah. That would be not that I Well, it's kind of like, cause you say this with your lucid dream thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. We'll get to it, but uh, Peter, go ahead. Okay. I'm almost finished. You're so good. that's basically how I do it. 
The other, the one more thing Nick asked me that I'll address, or maybe it was you, Brandon. Have you gone to other places? Yeah, I've gone to other places, but um, let's rewind one more time back to when I first heard about gateway experience and out-of-body experience. The entire, so I heard like, well, people do this for fun, to travel the astral plane, yada, yada. The only thing I could think about was visiting UFOs. Right. Oh my God, I could do this and visit UFOs. <laughs> Who's visiting UFOs? And like on Reddit, yeah. nobody. That Nobody's visiting UFOs. I'm like, why is no one doing this to visit UFOs? <laughs> yeah, it makes so much sense when you say it. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like one and of those so, ideas you kick yourself for somebody else inventing. You're like, that's so simple. Why didn't I think of that? You know, like, let's yeah, ask to project on the UFOs. We've been just going to boring Mars the whole time. What the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start it when we're done. Reddit, astral projection, UFOs. Like, this should be like a thing, right? Like, so yeah, nobody was doing it. But I have done other times just to test. Like, I've done it to my house to uh, spy, not spy, but to, to test myself to see what my, like, wife and kid were doing to see if I could verify, like, if it was real or not. And they were doing what I saw they were doing. Um, I did a co-astral projection session once with a coworker to the pyramids. Um, and I got to the pyramids and I was all stoked. I've been to the pyramids, but I was all hyped. And I'm like going right into the great pyramid, right? Like I'm ready to zoom in. And then I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, where's my buddy? You know, like, cause you, you kind of lose your train of thought. You're kind of excited. I'm like, damn it. My buddy's not here. So I go back to the lunchroom and we're both, we're both like inception style, you know, IVs in our arms, not really, but you know, we're like, we're, we're sitting there, you know, ice bucket. Um, and like, and he's stuck. And so like, this sounds so crazy. I enter his body to try to figure out what's wrong with him. And I can tell his like, his hand is stuck. He's got like hand, his hands stuck his or something. His hand chakra is holding on. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to pull it, which is completely ineffective. And like, I just stuck around for the rest of the time. And when I came out, I was like, don't tell me anything. What happened? He's like, yo, I don't know, dude. I couldn't get my hands out. Um, <laughs> I've done a couple of others like that were like not to aliens to, um, I've done a couple of requests. I don't really like to because I kind of like to do my own yeah, thing. Yeah, do what to be you honest. want. Yeah, yeah. I went to I Area Fifty. I went to Area Fifty One, which was just fucked, man. I didn't even Area think about Fifty One. Don't they have a psychic oh, block on that place or something? I've heard this. That like you know, yeah. astral projectors and uh, remote viewers and stuff can't see into Area Fifty One because of some yeah. sort of magic or something. I didn't, I didn't even, even after having done this for a while, like I didn't believe it. I mean, you know, I'm the guy who like, I mean, I don't know, you show them how to do a magic trick and then like, I'm like, okay, I get it. But then like, I, I don't know, like the next time I see it, I still think it's, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm really stupid, but I like, I, I, I didn't believe it. I was like, there's no way I'm going to go there and like find out what's going on. And so I got to area 51 and it's just rows of hangers a few kind of military looking buildings, literally no one around the ground and the hangers. Everything's closed. 
the ground and the hangers impenetrable to my astral body. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely no access. One of the things you can do in the astral is you can ask for assistance. You can ask for a guide. I often do that. Like as soon as I get up to a UFO. Is it the same um, one or is it a different one? Uh, I, 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 there's five guides I typically have up on the UFOs. Do you get to five? pick? Like when you go get your no. hair cut, you have like somebody that's like your girl, you know, or your person that cuts your hair and they're like, oh, Jennifer's on break. And you're like, fine, Stephanie will do. You know what I mean? No, I wish. Sometimes I'm disappointed. Damn it, it's Glip Glorp again. He's such an asshole. <laughs> Can they tell you're disappointed? That they're like, he was talking shit about my sneakers last time. I don't like yeah, this guy. Glip. Oh, oh, you can astral project anywhere and you, you chose those. Come on, man. Get out of here. Glip Glorp. Totally, hey. totally. Wait, so Glenda's always coming on to me man. <laughs> right yeah i told her i'm married dude i don't want any hybrids <laughs> yeah. man chill out come on um yeah they know they always they there's always one waiting for me um you can ask for a, gl- a guide in the astral even if you're not visiting aliens i asked for a guide nothing it was kind of creepy it's kind of creepy yeah so yeah. have you ever just been just sitting at home be like i want to visit I don't know, Dubai and you just like slip in and just go around the world wherever you want to and just see all these places. Not really. No, Interesting. no, man. If, if I mean, I'd... you know, it, you give me some good ideas though, Nick. Dude, <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been to Dubai. I don't know if Dubai is necessarily where I'd want to go. Oh, well, but, I think, but no, no, no. But, but for example, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I just haven't done it. I've got idea of the century right here. Okay. I know archaeologists yeah. that go like yeah. deep in jungles and stuff like that. And what you should help with is these archaeological <laughs> digs. You could be like, all right, dig right there, guys. I zoomed into the ground. There's all kinds of dope shit under there. You guys got to check that out. That would be really cool. And you could find like shipwrecks or something like that. Like those psychic detectives that were helping, you know, the cops find, yeah. you know, people. And th- there's been some very interesting cases on that. I know there were a lot of shenanigans too, but there's some interesting uh, verifiable study. There was one, uh, wasn't it Pat Price that did that? The remote viewer? Oh, maybe it was Pat Price, yeah, yeah. And that's how they found out he was super dope and gifted? Yeah. Yeah. I I want to say that's it, but I think that there was another woman that did that as well, and it was just fascinating, dude. But that's what I would do, man. I'd go find, like, secret chambers and shit. I'd go find, like, buried treasure and stuff like that and be like, hey, your grandpa has, like, a trunk under under that tree out there. There's, like, pirate treasure, cowboy treasure or something like that. That'd be cool. Aren't there, like... I'm taking notes on this. This Yeah, dude. Get a guide that's, like, you know, a treasure hunter with you and, like, summon the, the ghost of Blackbeard or something and be like all right bro yeah, where's totally. it at yeah totally is it yeah there's like catacombs is like in paris where people get lost all yeah. the time so what you could totally oh, do right. is go in and then like come out and be able to map it out and then be like oh yeah here's the map of the catacombs they're like well how did you get this you're like I'm yeah, yeah think of, like wicked. unexplored cave systems and stuff like yes. that that'd be super yeah. dope what about antarctica you know, could oh, you get yeah. down there and find out what the oh, hell is going God, on? Yeah. We're just giving you a list of errands to go run in the astral yeah. forest. <laughs> <laughs> this is good, though, because honestly, I mean, I'll be honest. I just get on a kick of like gray alien, mantoid alien stuff, and it just kind of consumes me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I need like I need stuff like this. And that was actually this second round i've started a second round i had some health problems that have kind of derailed me for a bit but i started a second round this year and 
I've been asking people like for more agency. Each time I go up, I want to ask them directly one question or request. Right. And so this is the kind of thing that I'm collecting. Dude, yes. Yeah. This is, okay. And anybody out there listening and watching, uh, submit some questions or uh, some oh, places yeah. or so anything you'd like to do. Obviously, you know, Peter, you need a good challenge and you need some some new places to go. Everybody, you know, you need to mix it up. You know, even in the yeah. astral, it can get boring. So um, definitely uh, write in and submit them. Uh, just expandingrealitypodcast.com or go to the website. There's a contact tab on there and uh, write them in, dude. Uh, we'll submit you to Peter here and we'll get some results, yeah. man. And we'll check back with you and see, yeah. you know, what you found. That'd be cool as shit. I want to so know nice. where the tablets of Thoth are. You know, there's uh, allegedly yeah. that UFO that's underneath the Sphinx, right? Have you heard this? And it's like an oh, inch yeah. tall and like, I don't know, 30 meters wide or something like that. And it needs the yeah. capstone or the Bimbi, um, Bimbi stone or something like that. The top of the pyramid, yeah. it needs that to power it. Anyway, there's something cool. You know what I should do, Brandon? I should like... I should do a series of these. Yes, and do the journal them all, and then we'll do a we'll do a podcast. Now we're talking. Where I run down the entire list of where I went and what I found. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing this. Wouldn't that be dope, dude? Absolutely dope. We're doing the hell out of this. Just write it down. Also, yeah. uh, the Baltic Sea anomaly. Look that one up too. I was just, I was just gonna say that. I saw <laughs> yeah. some new pictures the other day about that. It looked kind of cool. Really? That's I haven't seen any updates on, on it. Oh, of, I, yeah. I just, I just saw a picture of, a couple of years old, but it was relatively new. That's awesome. I'll put some uh, pictures up in the show notes, right? Or in the video right here. Audio only audience. Check the show notes for expandingrealitypodcast.com or go to YouTube. Uh, we're over there for now. And you can check uh, this picture out. Uh, it's a cool ass thing, you know, because divers go down there and their electronics don't work. They send subs down there. Same thing. Electronics cut off boats above electronics cut off. And this thing looks like the millennial millennium Falcon, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. Have you seen this, Nick? I have not. Okay. This is completely new. It's wild. Yeah, dude. there you go. So Whoa. they scan this skin thing. mark. Yes, where it, like I'm... supposedly like crash landed. Right. And this is it. This is the scan. This is the actual scan from the um, boat, the research vessel that found it. And here, this is what Peter's talking about: the skid mark. So there's a drag mark behind it in the seabed, and then this thing is parked there. And this is kind of an artist rendition of what it looks like. And there's wow. one with divers swimming around it. Oh, this might be the new picture. You're Shut up. That's cool. Yeah, right, I'm my. sure that is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, all right, I'm going to put all these up in the show notes. There's a diver for scale. Okay, all, all this stuff would be up in the video, guys. That's awesome. Yeah, so go there, man. Peter, uh, find yeah, out well. what's going on over there. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, submit your questions, guys, if you want them to go check out something. Yeah, or good. Yeah, an old mining town or something would be super cool. Yeah, please do. As specific as possible would help too, because like, I think sometimes if it's too vague, like, I mean, like straight up, like the Baltic Sea anomaly, yeah, I know exactly what to ask for. Like yeah. Antarctica, right? You know what I mean? UFO, un, un, what's under the Sphinx? The thing is, I'm like, there's what, when you get up astral projection, when you when you first get out of your body and um, and you reach the state of astral projection, it's um, you have a tendency to lose track of what your physical body was thinking immediately before you got up there. See, 
That's that's interesting. I mean, that's a good point. Do you think the same? Like, do you have the same desires? Are you like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go look at boobies, or are you like, you know, or are you like, I'm gonna go solve some mysteries? You know what I mean? You do creepy, you know, pervy, uh, invisible man style, where you're just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go see this chick that I, I work with. I'm gonna go see her titties or something. You know, it's something horrible. I've never, like, I've never, I've never looked down any blouses. Yeah, good for you because you got you got scruples, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, that <laughs> makes sense but uh you know to do stuff like this i think that'd be cool shit i think it'd be super cool plus let me ask you this uh when you astral project can you go into any basically time period so like you could go see like other times or you could call on a guide from a ship that sank like you know the el dorado treasure right or what's that famous treasure it's never been found you could basically call on the guy that died that buried the shit and be like hey be my guide Take me to it, please, sir. And, you know, I'll do something nice on your grave or something like that. Or if you've got some unfinished business, I can help you out or whatever, you know. Um, Yes. Could you do that? Like hop into another time or call on a guide from another time and be like, yeah, I just buried it like yesterday. That's crazy that you're visiting me today. But that would be the way it would be from his perspective. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, from what I have not personally experimented with that, but from what I understand, it is 100% possible, 100% a part of the entire paradigm that makes this possible. Man, that's right? where like the it's secrets much to like everything viewing, But like remote viewing is like more or less a piece, a slice of astral projection as a whole. Is there a combination right. of the two? I mean, astral projection and remote viewing. Is there are there people who can do both successfully? Because it seems like the team up of those two activities would be very beneficial. Oh, a hundred percent, absolutely, 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 absolutely. absolutely. In fact, in the in gateway experience, they teach you remote viewing. You know, before, I, before you get to full on astral projection. Well, and I think you, your adaptation of um, the gateway experience is why you had success with it. Because it was adopted by, what, the Department of Energy or something weird, right? And it CIA. was taken over. Was it the CIA? And it was CIA, taken over yeah. and, ado- and, it, and skewed. So there's versions out yeah. there. There's a guy that runs a Museum of Tarot. Check him out, guys. He's incredible. Um, in Tennessee. Yeah, Museum of okay. Tarot. And uh, okay. the dude's phenomenal. Um, I will put up his... Uh, TikTok in the show notes so that you guys can check him out. Uh, he's awesome. He sent me these um, goggles back here with Dicillion dye. He like figured out how to recreate it, you know, and you could see the spirit world and like reptilians wow. and shit. It's really cool. So he sent me a pair Crazy. of those. Yeah, they're they like live. banned in Russia. You just chilling. You just never thought <laughs> yeah, to be like, oh yeah, you can see into a different reality. <laughs> yeah. They're like your main glasses, like Roddy Piper. Where you uh, take them off and you see the alien face? Yeah, like pretty much. Faces? Here, I'll show you. Uh, yes, Whoa. pretty much, man. It's crazy. But Museum of Tarot, y'all got to check them out. I would totally will. All right. Well, he's gone. Um, I have a wicked. question. So yeah, with yeah. Um, Astro Projection, you know you can get in, like, into space. And I'm back. And so here are the goggles. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I was just kind of trying to talk a little bit. I'm messing with you. <laughs> but you um, are you able to go in like the ships and all that. Are they like around Earth or are they just like in random parts of the universe? And if so, can you yourself visit like a random nebula or just like view a black hole from a distance or something? That's a great question. Uh, that's a great question. Um, well, I- I'll start at the beginning. So the first few times I visited a ship, um, I had to wait out, like well, not outside. I was inside the ship, but I had to wait like next to this big ass window. Okay. 
And like I, they I'm made you wait kidding. outside. Like a bouncer well, was standing was there, and he's like, mm, like, "You're not wearing the red yeah, astral shoes again." The shoes, Peter. They're just throwing yeah, shade, right? Like what? A, yeah. Like knock so on the I'm, door. I'm just inside. <laughs> With a blowy face window. on the window, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm by this big window, and eventually they're like, "Okay, yo, you're ready. Come in." And like the third or fourth time I did it, I'm looking out this window. And the cloud cover passes, and I realize we're above Japan. Whoa. I didn't realize that the first couple of times. It was just such a trip to be up above in space looking over the Earth. And then, like, that third or fourth time, the cloud cover passes, and we were above Japan. Um, They let me... I, I, I would imagine you could go to nebula, black holes, whatever the hell, if they let you. Um, I have no idea... Honestly, the scope of where they are, et cetera, et cetera, oh, yeah. et cetera. So it's like a triangulation um, thing? Yeah. They let me fly the ship once. That is um, sick. I flew it down like right above our apartment and it freaked me the hell out because I was like, yo, dude, someone's going to find out. I was like in a panic. <laughs> I was like, dude, someone's going to see us. Like, this is not, this ain't right, man. This ain't right. We were like lower than an airplane. And they're, and they were like, no one's gonna see you just chill out and like but and so i just like it, it was all the, the the ship can i can i interject for a second here so i want to tell you about this ship this ship uh, yeah. is so this ship is so wild dude they sit me down um they sit me down on this like it looks like a two or three person sofa and um there's like another big window kind of far away from the sofa and there's like a panel so like my sofa is like say here the panel's there and um i can't reach the panel right and they're like okay do you want to try to pilot the ship and you know and, and like i always just say yes like you're kind of powerless i don't know if they make it like i don't know if they like put valium in your orange juice or what but like i always kind of i it's very rare that i get um that i disagree with them you know it's very rare that you're, i'm very amicable with them they're nice to me i said i can't reach that consult that i can't reach that thing they said you don't need to and this ship did like a <clears throat> The ship was like alive, dude. Yeah. The ship did like a brain meld or something with me. So I sat down in this, like this sofa, and it kind of molded to my body. And like something happened where I could feel the ship like connecting to my brain. And then it was just like, Okay, let's go. And then just in my mind, I was like, yo, let's go to our condo. And we just, boom, shot down to our condo, like lower than an airplane would be. And yeah, I panicked. And they're like, don't worry, no one's going to see us. And so we left, went back into space. And they said, anywhere else you want to go? They just and like, like yeah, well, yeah, like it was like, you're just dumb. The, the problem is you're dumbstruck yeah. up there, man. Like there's so many cool, th- There's I could have said so many cool things. I was like, I'm on the moon. 
you know? <laughs> so, was, so, so we flew to the moon. I've never been to Galapagos Island. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 right, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, Seattle, Washington. Yeah, like, yeah. What, you know, what the fuck? I don't know, yeah. You'll see what my old house looks like. No, dude, you, yeah, you can yeah, go to like anywhere <laughs> yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we went to the moon. moon. Oh, yeah, it's fucking gray with the dust. And then wow. like, we just went back. Did so, you like, see the footprint? Huh? Did you see the footprint? No, or that's, the flag. See, a smart man would have done that. Nick. Any bases? That's like how they got a Nazi base are. on the dark side. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fun. I Pretty did great. not see any evidence that we were actually there, but I wasn't paying attention. But yeah, anyway, I assume if they wanted, if they let you, if they let you, they would. I um, they made it apparent to me the Mantoids made it apparent that they uh. They have a pretty large network of, sorry, my thing's shaking. They have a pretty large network of, uh, of ships out there, but they didn't go into how, uh, so, um, one more thing about the, uh, astral projection. So when you're, um, you know, projecting, do you feel like you'd feel like an everyday normal day just walking around or is it like this weird, it's like a feeling. Um, like, do you notice wind or pressure or any kind of sensation physically? Yeah, you do notice <laughs> sensations. I'm trying to think. It, it's re- it's it's more real than a dream. Um. It's you, you can notice physical sensations. Um, one difference between one difference between it being a, a dream or someone, I think it was, who was it that said this? Um, someone, someone made a good analogy between dreams, lucid dreaming and astral projection. They said, Dreams are like going for a ride down the highway in a car. Lucid dreaming is like rolling the window down, sticking your feet out the window and hand and heads out and feeling the breeze. Whereas uh, astral projection is like uh, flying down the highway or whatever. Something like that. Floating out of the car. Um, That was Betty White. Yeah, getting out of the car. What? Yeah. Uh, Betty White said that. That was her quote. Oh. That was Betty Betty White. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just fucking just having some fun. I thought it was someone on the show and I was like, I don't know who that is. What about, what about with your lucid dreaming thing? So I wanted to get back to that. So you have a thing because you need to be able to tell if you're in a dream or not like the movie inception. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have a thing. So tell us about that. So, um, I basically just, uh, I started getting into lucid dreaming about three ish years ago. I don't do it that often because you know, like work, school and all that. And, um, there's a bunch of YouTube videos. Eventually, found out there's something called reality checking, where you do a certain motion. One very popular one is to hold your hand up and kind of just poke your finger. And when you do that, look around you and then be like, "Okay, cool, I'm alive. This is reality." And do that all the time, every day, just like randomly. And then eventually, it'll become a habit, and you'll accidentally do it in a dream. And for my instance, I was just walking down like this path in a forest, touched my hand, looked around me, and I was like, wait a minute, that tree looks kind of whoa. And then it all just hit me. And it's like, the 
it's weird describing dreams. Like I, it's hard to describe what they look like because it's all like warped and weird and like nothing really makes sense, but you're aware of it all. And I've even had um, me just walking down wherever and have had someone walk up to me and be like, hey, you're dreaming. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then I continue about it. Oh, that would just creep me out so much. I would just be like, oh. And see, you could mess with people, though. Yes. Like, if you knew that they lucid dream, just walk up to them and just yeah. go, hey, you know you're dreaming, right? Even in this life, like real life, and really dick with them pretty hard. But uh, it's, it's weird what you say, though, about... So, like, what... Whenever you say lucid dreaming and you're talking about astral projection, I'm just thinking, why not just go to bed and astral project rather than lucid dream? Yeah. So the difference is, I mean, I'm just assuming here, is that a dream is something you're creating and making up so you're interacting with a part of you uh, or maybe you're traveling to another dimension and you know, hopping into another avatar or you are another avatar simultaneously and you're just consciously, because your body needs rest here, you just shag ass over there. Uh, and then astral projection seems to be more of like a here and now, like a current events type thing. So you're astral projecting, but you're seeing like the the way things are as far as our linear time goes in this time. Is that accurate? In, in my in my opinion, it is. I think I think some people would disagree. Honest, honest, honestly, Brandon, I'm a, I don't I'm not one to disparage anyone or anyone else's practice. Okay, um, I think if the wake back to bed method is the best best method to get people into astral projection. They should by all means start with that. I think the truest, most foolproof way of astral projection in order to make sure you are actually in the astral realm as opposed to the dream realm is to do it body asleep, mind awake, daytime. But I, I do, I do agree with you. It's just interesting. Yeah. That you just, <clears throat> excuse me, just go to sleep, you know, and then now you just astral project rather than dream. Or if it's like a fork in the road, you can be like, well, tonight I want to dream, but then I'll lucid dream or yeah. I'll astral project tonight. Instead, my body will still get the same amount of rest, but I'll be doing different you know, deliberate things with my consciousness. That's just interesting. I, f I find yeah. lucid dreaming to, um, it's kind of difficult to, um, I guess, conjure. Um, don't people listening, don't expect to do it your first time. It took me, um, pretty much like weeks to kind of get into it, just kind of testing my grounds. And then I, one day I woke up and I was like, Whoa, and it's not going to happen every time, at least from my experience, it's not going to happen every single time you'll go to bed and wake up like, oh, it didn't happen this time. And then randomly a week later, it'll just click and work. And you just got to find your, I guess, mojo and your best way to get into it. Um, that my take yeah, on it. That's like learning a new skill. Yeah. You know, you're not just going to hop in and know what the hell to do. You, there's going to be screwing it up. You know, you're going to accidentally maybe see some boobies and you're just like, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I'm, I'm new at this. You know, I'm learning. Yeah. And you astral project for to places that, you know, just don't make sense. But Maybe that's it. You're just figuring it out. You know, you're dialing it in. And I tend to find when I go lucid, um, usually my dream kind of gets a lot more tame because my mind is realizing it. And what I struggle with the most is um, being able to control anything or being able to alter my dream at all because you really got to believe and you really got to like think like, hey, I, I know I can fly. You, you can't just be like, oh, I want to fly. And what I find oftentimes is... Um, 
like like in a dream if I'm able to fly and then I realize I'm in a dream usually my ability to fly will go away and then my dream will slowly get more and more realistic and and lose control and if I lose control enough I'll just open my eyes and be like well damn well, it's interesting because now wow. I'm thinking that uh, people who can astral project and lucid dream are probably great manifestors. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys probably oh, yeah. you know, have a lot of control of your subconscious mind. You've got a lot of deliberateness and your ability to spot yeah. things uh, and then 86 them because you know that they're not going to yield the result yeah. that you want. And that's what it yeah. sounded like with you. It was too obvious that you were in the dream. You, you said it right there. When you realize you were in the dream is where it was less controllable and less fun, less entertaining. Mm-hmm. But as long as you don't know, just like in manifestation, you roll with it with like a nonchalance then you you produce the results a lot easier that's just an interesting correlation i bet i bet there's something there i bet you there's something between master manifestors and astral projection or at least incorporating the two practices together and with the yeah. manifest state sorry I've, I've read i've I read i've read from people who can do both with regularity lucid dreaming and astral projections that often um that sometimes and often the lucid dreams are more powerful than the astral projection session. That's interesting. Yeah, which is interesting is to me. Because, and so as someone that doesn't... Oh, go ahead. Is it because your body is half asleep and mind half awake when you're astral projecting, but when you're asleep, you go into that REM sleep and your body's completely shut down. So there's no like physical tie to it. It sounds like with astral projection, you kind of keep you know, like a bell on you or something so that if you go too deep, it'll wake you out of it. Rather than when you sleep, you go full balls. You're just fully committed to the travel. Seems like the leash is off almost, maybe, yeah. right? That's and interesting. It's like I would have thought it'd be the other there. way around. Right? Like, has, is, there, is, is there anything in particular, like, you prefer to do while lucid dreaming, Nick? Or has there been a specific, like, most profound lucid dream you have had that you could pinpoint? Well, I'd say um, with my dreams, like, I mean, I have ADHD, so I have trouble focusing anyways. And uh, my dreams I find to be just eccentric. There's not really much words to put into it. Like I'll compare dreams to people and mine are just like, I I switch plots all the time. And um, I'll even have like, I guess, pre-downloaded memories for, for the plot and to have like coax me into the plot of the story. And only when I go lucid, I break free of that plot and it kind of falls apart around me. But, um, I have found, uh, like there's certain like things I'll try to conjure and, uh, lucid dreaming. And I recommend starting small. I wouldn't say, um, yes, fly and then go now. Um, I'd say try to like move something or create something in front of you. And then, um, the more lucid dreaming you do, the more you'll remember your dreams. And if you write down your dreams like a dream journal or talk about them a lot like I do, you'll eventually yeah. start remembering and being able to control it a lot more and do whatever the hell you want, pretty much. Cool. That's yeah, cool. We cool. get morning reports of his dreams every yeah. morning. So we're sitting outside, you know, yeah. that's the birds and everybody waking up. And then Nick's like, oh my God, this dream was crazy. And my <laughs> wife just, and I just gather around. We're like, all right, what you got? Wow. Those are always interesting. And he's been doing yeah. it for a while. It's very, it's pretty cool. Do you journal? Do you journal, Nick? Um, I, I've, I usually journal my most, um, like the more intense ones. Oh, that, um, good. I usually, I haven't been able to journal a lucid dream in a minute. Cause I kind of broke wave because like I got a job and all that and it was all weird. But, um, 
what I found is um, the more you journal down, like a big, if you look like look into how to lose a dream or just like search quick on YouTube or Google, one of the big things is a dream journal. Most people get written off of that. They don't like writing and stuff. And I was the same way until yeah. I started like having these like weirdly just insane, intricate dreams. And then I started, I would take a moment of my day, just when it all comes to me, type it down and then as I consistently did that, the dreams got more and more surreal. And then I was able to almost conjure the lucid dream. Like I could sometimes kind of like, like see a little bit into it. And then I would become lucid for, I'd say a couple minutes in the dream. And then I'd get pulled out of the lucid and then my mind would just go back into the plot and I would just continue about my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild. I think there's something very powerful about, journaling these experiences and not just lucid dreams, astral projections, what any of these paranormal things that happen to us. I think there's a a lot of power in us journaling all this stuff. And then at times going back, reflecting on it. Um, As long as you don't mind potentially, potentially opening Pandora's box again, I think there's a lot of power to it because I think um, oh, absolutely it generates a lot of avenues to revisit it. And it can, yeah. um, I, I mean, it would make sense if it even like can like strengthen your mind because all you're doing is um, heightening your ability to remember. And the more you're able to remember your dreams, you're, you're able to control your mind more and have more um, of a grip on your subconscious rather than kind of letting it just do whatever it wants when you go to sleep. You know, and this is why I'm thinking for, especially for ADD people like yourself, you know, ADHD, all of it, um, then to have really like a good meditation practice to incorporate, because then it'll teach you to still your mind to really focus and how to keep a consistent narrative going throughout your dream. If that's your goal, you know, there may be things here like meditation that would be a really good way to incorporate with that. And I remember last year experimenting with meditation because just, I mean, just last year I was still not as open-minded as I am now because I was, that was, I was still in the height of experiencing the, the black shadowy figure following me. I was like, Oh, I'm cursed. And, um, they, uh, Brandon suggested, uh, meditation or someone did. And I was like, you know what? Hell, I'll give it a try. And then I expected to not be able to clear my mind because my mind's constantly thinking about everything. And then I would find that the more I just focused on the sound of my breathing and like the, the feel of the wind against like my skin and like the direction of it, your mind will slowly clear out and then you'll just open your eyes and everything just seems more just bright and colorful and you just feel a lot yeah. better. And then as I did that more, again, my dreams, I believe were affected by it because that was last year was when my heighten of my crazy dreams happened. Yeah. yeah also, maybe yeah. have something to do with puberty too, because oh, you, yeah. you know, over the past couple of years, we've seen you grow, you've been, a, you've changed oh, yeah. and that just happens, but that may have something to do with it too. And even in like the X-Men, you know, they didn't get their powers until they came into maturity. And so this could be like one of these things, you know, where the kids get their superpowers maybe back or amplified after the indoctrination period, because you probably started like this mm-hmm. and then it gets beaten out of you with society and the matrix and yeah. shit. Right. And then you just yeah. kind of back, you know, then you maybe get more intuitive or you get a bump, you know, when you reach maturity or whatever and i just remembered this from last year completely forgot about it until this moment um 
something that kept happening over and over. And then, um, like the entire length of my trip last summer, for some reason, I couldn't grasp on the fact that it was like reality. Something just felt off. And then there were a couple days there where I felt like, um, I guess derealization or, or wherever, like felt like my body was stepped away from reality and everything felt fake. But there was this one night, like shortly after I started seeing the, whatever it was appearing to me, um, I got this overwhelming feeling of just everything felt fake. And I would look around me. It happened for like an, like 30 minutes to an hour. And I would just look around me and let my arms and legs. And I was like, I know that's real, but for some reason, my mind was telling me all of this is fake. This isn't actually physical. You're just imagining this. And it was just such a trippy and just confusing feeling to have. But as I slowly accepted it more, it started to kind of slip away and it kind of felt a lot more normal. We're, I'm just hearing we need to start like a special kids summer camp out here or something. Because yeah, right. your powers and so seem to kind of <laughs> fester out Her here. Professor you know, we'll Brandon, do school for the gifted. That's right. That's and, right. And the the studio is called Cerebro. That's what I named the studio after. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Really? yeah. So that it amplifies the message. Yeah. It was weird because I found the feeling and um, like the, the shadowy figure. Also, I only saw it in this one specific part of the house and I don't know why. Can't figure it out. But I found that when I actually left here and flew back home, that that feeling subsided. I felt nothing and I didn't really have a weird or paranormal experience that made me question stuff for like four to five months. It was really strange. So you came back this year and then we got some naked yeah. ghost yeah. streak and some pale, some, what was it? <laughs> tan yeah. thing just swiping by in the corner. They thought, or um, Mary thought that... Um, I had peeked around the corner and just kind of stared at her for a second. And then she looked up and was gone and she yelled at me. She's like, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm sitting here. She comes in. She's like, something weird just happened. <laughs> and this was like an hour ago. Well, what's weird about it you is, know, I mean, it doesn't feel threatening. You know, it feels mm -hmm, cool. Not at all. It feels like yeah. something that's I'm chill. Yeah. adding to the vibe. Like he's, yeah. he, she, Hanging whatever out. it is, is chilling. Yeah. yeah. So we'll take You're it. You're really lucky, Nick. I mean, not one, of course, because you got Brandon. Oh, and, absolutely. And also, all, I mean, that's, of course, that's <laughs> primarily the reason. But also, too, because of this day and age you live in, where like the stuff we're talking about is more accepted. Yes. There's a platform where you can go for it. Cause like, I hear like some similarities we, you know, like we talked about earlier, yeah. the, um, the phenomenon expresses itself in different ways between you and I, but like around your age, I started having similar paranormal things, but like I couldn't examine them like you are because I didn't have a branding. And I didn't have a, a YouTube. Peter. I didn't have an internet. Like I had a couple of shady, goofy books by Loom Panics Unlimited or something, or maybe Terrence McKenna talked about mushrooms, which were vaguely related to aliens. The gods, but like, book. man, you're in a great position, dude. I, I'm, I'm really envy you. And I think you're off to an awesome start with all of this, given all of the resources you have primarily brandon you know really cool Absolutely. really cool i'm like i think you're like off to an awesome start with this stuff man and yeah. uh before i say what i'm about to say i'm not sugarcoating this this isn't like to hype him up on his show or anything yeah like to be completely honest i would not be where i am without him 
and I would oh, not be yeah. as open and as accepting because before I came down here for the summer, I mean, I just thought it was like, oh, kind of fun, just do this. Yeah. And I got a lot more mature just being around them, a lot more open-minded, a lot more, oh, um, yeah. as I just said, accepting of different things. Because I thought like, oh, like witches and all like um, just all this paranormal stuff and like UFOs and all that kind of like all these conspiracy theories were just BS. And I was like, I don't want to feed into it. And then he kind of helped me gain that personal connection. And through that, I was able to see logically what it actually was in front of me. And here I am talking about this now to you face to face, which is again, cool that we can even do this. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's He's in Japan crazy. right now. It's yeah, tomorrow for right? him. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Wild. It's right? tomorrow, yeah. like the morning for him. It's That's crazy. So oh, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Well, thanks for saying what you said, but I, I can honestly say that Mary and I, you know, my wife yes. and I, because <clears throat> he's my my wife's sister's kid. Yes. So he's okay. on he's on her side. Um, but uh, the the reason that you say this because we listen. You know, and that's really it. That's really honestly the first thing is we listen and we ask you questions about it. Well, how does this make you feel? And we let you yeah. kind of come to some conclusions or I'll throw you a book that you won't read. And then I'll be like, hey, just at least listen to Peter's episode or something. And he does. He listens and it's great. But thank you for saying that. But honestly, it's just encouraging you to be who you are. And it's it doesn't, we don't go out of our way to do so. It's actually the oh, yeah. easiest thing. We don't fight who he is. We're not telling him, nah, you're full of shit or whatever. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, it sounds amazing. Tell me more, you know, or what does that make you think of? And how does that make you feel? all that kind of shit those are the questions we have not well you're dumb yeah. for thinking that uh you know and you shouldn't be uh it's just encouraging him to you know pursue what he feels and what he observes in his reality which is way more than the matrix is doing for any of us so what how i view kind of our roles here and peter you're we you and i are about the same age uh is we yeah. are you know bringing up the next generation we're kind of clearing the path like those that did before us your terrence mckenna's your jordan maxwell's your bill hicks's you know all of those folks uh michael talbot i have to mention all those people were cutting you know the trail for us before and then they handed us the axe and then they moved on and we are doing the same for them now what's really cool about this is this guy you know i mean there are videos all over of these kids moving stuff with their mind and their hands and their chi. I think this is the next step. They're, they're the next evolutionary process. If you follow the Dolores Cannon idea of the three waves of volunteers, you and I, Peter, are wave number two. And they're wave number three. They're the final wave that really get to change the big stuff and then really get to kind of enjoy it. You know, we get to enjoy... <clears throat> knowing that we paved the way for them enough to go, hey, just ask questions, you know, and hey, we've kind of already covered that the government's full of shit and they don't care about you at all. So check that off your list, you know, and then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then they can just break that paradigm apart right away and then move on to the business of astral projection or lucid dreaming or really being of service in a in a grander way rather than being nitpicky about the systems in place here that we've already torn to shreds. So yeah. it, it's kind of cool, man. And um. I just love seeing it. I love the shit out of yeah. this kid. Not not talking him up or anything, but you know, we open our home to this kid uh, every year because he's incredible. That's that's a very rare thing for us, but he's earned it. And all the time, I'm like, hey, we're gonna go do like yesterday. We did a bunch of shit with chainsaws, oh, yeah. and it was kind of like badass. <laughs> kind of like the aliens let you drive the UFO. He was driving the ranch truck around, and it's oh, this yeah. big ass <laughs> diesel we're thing. Good. It's just a, a you know C130 on wheels. And uh, so he's driving this thing around and using chainsaws and shit like that. So he's, he, you know, he does it and, and he's right there with it. Never bitches and always fun to, to get stuff done with. But, um, well, if you want, I'm going to show you these, I'm going to have you put these on show Peter. Uh, and so take your headphones off. Okay. That's all good. 
Yeah. All right. Um, so these tell are me the, the lizard face I have. Tell I want to say it's Dyson Die. It's D Y. I'll put it in the show notes, guys. Um, yeah, please do. Well, I've done it before. So, um, so these things uh, are badass, and uh, he actually made this thing. So it's a synthetic version that he figured out because it's the original one. And like these, the story goes that they were developed in Russia, uh, and they're outlawed, they're yeah. banned. But he figured out a way to synthesize it. So he makes these things and he ships them out. Outside, it's really cool, but. They take some while. I don't know if you've ever worn the toe shoes, those Vibram shoes where your toes are separate. Yeah, 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 so yeah. The same way it goes for that. As I you wear, those. I know, me too. And <laughs> so when you wear those things, though, you can't wear them for very long. Remember the instructions? Yeah. You've got to wear them like 15 minutes the first time and all that and let your feet kind of acclimate. Same thing with yeah. these. You wear them for a little bit of time at first and then kind of progress to what you're able to see and you start with your own hand and you can see the outline of your aura and you know he'll say that him and his girlfriend go to like Walmart and stuff and sit in the parking lot and watch lizard people drive people around and stuff it's Bro, what? crazy wow. yeah the idea wow. and people have drawn this they say that they can see it astral projectors and uh, remote viewers have done this and you can just kind of see an alien like a, or a, a reptilian like taller than you like eight feet tall if you're five foot whatever and it's got its arms basically in your shoulders and it's kind of driving you around that is Isn't that crazy and you can see them with these ah. damn goggles dude that's pretty cool and uh no it's really cool and i'll send you a link actually peter so yeah, that'll work please do wicked um i didn't look i didn't look all freaky like an alien did i Nick? Uh, <laughs> uh i'm gonna be honest like there was like I'm this like, massive like reptile dude just kind of like tickling your ears and look creepy <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah, that's all right he's sweet he's kind of nice his name's germain though. yeah it's not glip glop <laughs> okay. he's an asshole fuck glip glop <laughs> well wow. did you have a, yeah i'm looking forward to checking that out do you have another question and then peter will give you the last word man but this has been awesome thank you guys so much this for doing this awesome, we'll absolutely. have to do this again absolutely. maybe we'll make this. this kind of a regular thing us three hanging out we may add oh, yeah. somebody else we, we could still do this when you go home oh yeah it'll just oh, be yeah. shittier sound all right uh, so <laughs> i'll if, leave the last word to nick but i would like to i'd like to piggyback off something you said brand as just as my last word i, I want to say um up until you know, around the time you and I met or the, around the time I came out with this stuff. Um, I was married, had a son. I still kind of felt empty just in terms of like my life's purpose or like what, you know, like there was an emptiness inside me. Like I hadn't done what I was meant to do. But after I met Shao, Brandon, Grant Cameron, etc. I started doing um, podcasts, talking to people in the community like yourself, getting the word out, being that second wave of volunteer to help get Nick up there, to help hopefully get, you know, kids like my son up there. Yep. I felt empty. Now that I've been out there with my real name, doxing myself no one cares <laughs> telling people about this stuff trying to bring people together now i honestly fear nothing yeah like i mean so if cool. this if this condo fought, fell to rubbish i mean i hope to god it doesn't but i regret nothing i feel i feel like this is it i feel like we're really living life now 
I really do. I, I really agree. Do. But this, we we have so we, much. This is what we're meant to do. Completely agree. But we have so much more work to do. We're we're we only do. getting started, Peter. Oh, yeah. I mean, even we though we know are. our roles here, we're only getting started because as we ramp up, as they ramp up, actually, they're going to pave the way for the ability for us to have a bigger yeah. voice. And that's yeah. the thing that's very interesting is that they yeah. will be the ones that change things because they'll yeah. allow you know uh, people who've been talking about it for a long time and they'll say, hey, listen to this dude because he you know will send you down this idea and then they'll expand on those ideas which is great we bounce ideas off each other all the time man and this kid is just i mean on it so we'll definitely have to you know do more of this but i agree with you dude i think it's it's yeah. a cool deal and and it does it's this sense of purpose man i love it yeah we'll take i'm it. so excited to see what your generation comes up with nick it's gonna be awesome so it really is I, I tell him this all the time and this kid specifically he's meant for huge things he's definitely here to change the world for sure uh, and I'm very excited to see what he does. So you want to give us the last word and we'll sign off? Yeah, sure. I'm down for that. So <clears throat> uh, first, love to be a part of this. Um, just the podcast in general, super cool. I've um, been watching him under his tracks. I mean, I was there for his like first thousand subscribers and all that watching. Super cool. He's up there. And I'm so glad to be a part of this like third generation thing. At first, not going to lie, it was a little weird when we were talking last year when it started to get more into it. It was like, yeah, you're meant for great things. I'm like, oh, am I now? But now that I'm like really kind of like stepping off the deep end and like stepping out of my comfort zone and diving into it and like this, like this is very nerve-wracking it's very good step for me to break free of that and further better myself for the benefit of that third generation thing and this has been a great conversation highly look forward to the next one a lot of fun, a little nervous, but it's okay. <laughs> you did great. You did Thank uh, you. awesome. This Thank is his first you. time to ever do you this. He's awesome, just like, Nick. what's up? Yeah, <laughs> natural. Damn this natural. Was, this, was to- this was just like three brothers talking. Oh, man. absolutely. I loved, I loved it. The Japanese loved Oreo it. just hanging out. And, uh, right. Well, guys, That's thank right. you all so much for listening, everybody out there. Of course, all the ways to find both these gentlemen will be linked down in the show notes. Make sure you check that out. we got a couple other links down for you there, there as well. Make sure you check out Museum of Tarot. And if I promised you anything else, I'll listen back to it and link that as well. Uh, Peter Whitley, thank you so much, Nick. My man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Love you Thank y'all. you. Man, that was a kick-ass conversation. Did you have some fun? I had a great time. <laughs> feasible uh yes that was awesome nick i can't thank you enough man this was so great well oh, thank you're you for natural. having me you're a fucking natural at this dude you've got <laughs> thank to do you this. so much i can't wait to we'll start working on podcast names for you oh yeah so uh, all the ways to find him and peter whitley of course guys linked down in the show notes check that out like check i said we may be making this a damn thing so y'all stay tuned for more as well uh while you're down there checking them links out let's go over the resource links real quick guys food forest abundance get that freedom from fear on libsyn start your own damn podcast and do it right meow with that link it gives <laughs> you two months free uh amazon if you're gonna feed that beast feed it through our link the normal ass link but it helps the show it's the only difference and uh opus the organization for paranormal understanding and support they can help you out with all your missing time paranormal events uh contact anything like that you got chupacabra running around call opus i'm sure they could help you out or get somebody by to take a look at it for you also, while you're down there, guys, check out expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where you can also help the show. I, and there's a donate button up there, a little little tab that says show you boys some love. Something like that. I'll come over the creative title for it. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's up there, guys. Check that out as well as all the lives are replayed there. Too hot for YouTube. All the good stuff. You know what I'm going to say. So there you go. Go check it out. Uh, all right. Uh, so while you guys are exploring this mysterious place this week, go out here and y'all just be nice to everybody that you come across. Of course, 
pick up a piece of litter. Don't be an asshole. Also, while you're not being an asshole, go ahead and get out of that left-hand lane. Everybody hates that. You know who you are. Just move on over. Let us by. You can go back to doing whatever you were doing. Get out of the left-hand lane. Uh, also, while you're out there, go ahead and buy somebody in line around you a coffee or a meal. Something super small goes an incredibly far way in the collective. So you guys just please take yourself up on that. And uh, you know what I'm going to say. Go out into this beautifully mysterious place, whatever the hell this thing is. And y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Nick, we'll see you next time, dude. Absolutely you will. (laughs) Bye, guys. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.